Live from Southern California. California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. Alright, alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Slightly Serious Show. It is, God, it feels like it should be Friday, but God forbid it's only Wednesday. Wednesday, May 26th, only a few more days until, I don't know, uh, Producer Eric, is, does summer actually realistically start in June, or is it really July? Well, what's that? Does, does summer actually start in, Ju- in June or July? I always thought um, it starts in, in June when we, um, you know, reach the summer solstice when, when the sun is, you know, closest to us in the Northern hemisphere. Okay. So we have uh, summertime, 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 summer, 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 summertime, uh, summertime is upon us and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. watch out global warming, you know, things are going to get like 140 degrees in a neighborhood near you. So I don't know. Get the bathing suits out, or you know, just walk around naked. I mean, you know. It, it, and if they uh, question you or try to ticket you, just blame uh, everybody in society to, to for contributing to uh, you know for contributing to global warming instead of going green. Now, uh, producer Eric, you know, I was reading something earlier this afternoon, and uh, one of our friends sent uh, sent over a uh, an email about it, and basically, uh-huh. um, did you know that? Iran, the people in over on Iran, the government over there, they have are not allowing anybody to mine Bitcoin anymore. Right. And the reason is, is because the amount of electricity it takes, they're like, it's too taking too much power off our grid. And, you know, they're utilizing that as the excuse for having power outages across their nation. But I was thinking, I'm like, well, well. What the hell do they care? I mean, we've we've been giving them hundreds of billions of dollars. I mean, but can't they? You know, we're spending a couple trillion in <clears throat> infrastructure. I mean, I'm sure the hundreds of billions of dollars the United States has given Iran, they could set aside a few billion instead of uh, putting it all towards you know nuclear weapons and uh, work on their electrical grid. But uh, anyways, I digress on that. So. Uh, I feel very bad for all the folks over in uh, Iran who are not going to be able to, you know, take their coins to the moon, as uh, the old saying goes. Um, I, and apparently, I think I read somewhere in there that Iran, they mine about, if I might be wrong, but I, I, if I recall correctly, 20% of Bitcoin that's mined is mined over in Iran. So that's, uh, that's quite a bit of uh, billions of dollars in itself. And, uh, you know, who knows? How was your day, Producer Eric? Did you do anything exciting? I know you probably went uh, grocery shopping or something like that. I wound up driving over to McDonald's to have, have an early dinner, of course. Um, Did you get the chicken McNuggets? <laughs> um, I, I got that in a small fry and two double cheeseburgers off their two for three menu. Damn, I was just there today. I didn't see no two for three dollars. Unbelievable. Um, they have like two for three, three dollar menus. I think they kind of phased out the dollar menu. Yeah. Um, and I know, I think like within the last year or two, they phased out the all day breakfast menu. 
Welcome to the show, Fox. Yeah, the all-day menu and, uh, you know, about the, that dollar menu. Uh, I'm very hard-pressed. I mean, you used to be able to go to Jack in the Box and get two tacos for a dollar. Now that's like a dollar twenty-nine. So, and I haven't been recently, but I know there's dollar stores all across our country. Are those like dollar store and up now? Have they kind of changed the motto? Um, not the the like Dollar Tree. Um, because of the Dollar Tree, everything is one dollar. Oh, well, that's good. I'm 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 surprised that hasn't changed. Uh, you know, because you know how we've been talking about inflation and all that. Uh, it's it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what happens with that? So, um, anywho, um, welcome to the show, Fox BP. It's good to see you, my friend, Mister T. I, I, you know, I don't pay attention to the chat a lot, but I want to welcome you to the show as well. Uh, for anybody that has tried the jerky and feels like you'd like to call in, kind of let me know what your thoughts are on it. Uh, I will take uh, calls tonight about that. I uh, would love to get some feedback. I know. Uh, our good friend John DeVito got his uh, package uh, earlier this uh, morning and uh, held by 12 o'clock in the afternoon. It was gone. So that's obviously a good sign. But uh, I hope everyone has, uh, that has gotten samples of that and have uh, really enjoyed it. My day this morning started out. It's been, it's been one of those days. I, you know, I know I'm not, mm-hmm. we're not big time or anything on our show or anything like that. And so I don't feel the need to where I have to to play a part. Uh, I don't play any parts on the show. As you guys all know, it's been a pretty shitty day and uh, I'm not going to go into too many details, but it's, it's been a very frustrating day on many levels. And uh, I don't know. It's one of those things to where <sighs> you almost, you know, this old Southwest airlines commercials. I think it, it, the tagline was want to just get away. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling right now. Uh, you know, you I, know, and um, I happen to think about the old air train commercials like um, I'm looking at like our chat room and how, how many people are in there. And I'm like going to ask the question, where is everybody? Yeah, where the hell is everybody? Unbelievable. <laughs> maybe you know what? Maybe they're having just as horrible of a day as I am. And so they're, maybe they're well, out- I mean, I looked at the Podbean schedule. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that, you know, Dennis Lee and. Donald Wayne are on opposite us right now, which um, I I guess this might sound like a bad joke. I mean, are we too good for them all of a sudden? Well, I don't I don't worry about that. I mean, everyone uh, it's uh, you know, everyone has uh, it's convenient for people to do their show at certain times. And, uh, you know, Donald and and Dennis, they're good guys over there. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, it is what it is. And I, you know, I uh, I don't know. I think the only day we're able to catch Trice Talk in its entirety is just on Sundays. Well, you can always download a good version of Trice Talk. So yeah. Keep that in mind, especially for those fans that uh, enjoy Donis and Dill, uh, Donis and Donald Dennison. and Dennis Lee. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, everybody, I'm sure. Oh, Frankie? Frankie? Frankie's calling. Frankie, what's going on? Hello, Frankie. I don't think Frankie. Uh, Frankie. Frankie. It's Frankie. Unless, it's a, unless it's a troll Hello. or something. Oh, no. No, oh, Frankie's there. What's going on, Frankie? How are you? Yes, I'm fine. And you? Oh, I'm doing swell today. What is going on? What's on your mind? Here, it's very late. My first time to be here to use this app. I don't know how things work here. 
You know, it's been it's been uh, almost a year since we've been here, Frankie, and I'm still I'm still trying to learn about it. So, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I do want to welcome you to the show. Uh, this is your first time on the actual app itself. Yes, my first oh. time. Oh wow, we have a Podbean version. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways. Uh, welcome to the app. There's a lot of great shows on the app. Uh, live shows you can always also download. Uh, you know different types of uh, podcasts and stuff like that. Are you an avid yeah. podcast listener? Uh, yeah. What what type of podcast do you like to uh, listen to? Uh, so it's only for English to improving my English. Uh, you know I'm not uh, I'm not uh, a native speaker in English. Ah, okay. Um, where are you calling from, if you don't mind us asking? Okay, so I'm from Africa. Wow, you, you'll have to put that in the chat. Because <laughs> I will butcher that, and I don't like butchering things. Um, we give, we got Podbean friends that live in Ghana and Kenya and a couple other places, and we've even got a Podbean friend who lives in Egypt. Uh, uh, we, my country is close to the Ghana. Ghana. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I also want to introduce you to our good friend Perwi, who's just joined us. Um, Perwi, welcome to the show. And uh, you know, we have uh, Frank, uh, Frankie, or Franco, or somebody like that. Is it Frankie? <laughs> yeah. Howdy, howdy. Is it Frankie? Frankie, right? I think it's Frankie or yeah. Frankie. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Frank. Oh, it's Frank. Just Frank. Yeah, just Frank. Yeah, just Frank. I, I like that. I can do Frank. So, is this your yeah. first time on Podbean, Frank? Yeah, my first time. I'm so surprised really? because the quality of sound is so great. Well, you know, try it another night. <laughs> <laughs> now, depends depends on uh, how many devices uh, Eric has going on. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people go in the matrix, and uh, but overall, it's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good, really. Well, w- well, welcome, Frank. Okay, thank you. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to drop you down, Frank. You can continue to listen. If there's some type of conversation that we're talking about that like inspires you to have an idea or uh, a take on something, you're more than welcome to call back. But let's give uh, good old Frank a nice round of applause. Appreciate you joining us. It's uh, that's that's got uh, you know, Frank right there. That's a man with huevos right there because you know the first time I ever got on Podbean, I there's no way in hell you'd get me to call into a show. <laughs> so good on you, Frank. Mister uh, Pert, how are you? I am doing good, sir. How are you and the rest of the beaners? You there? I am. Are you? Oh. I think you're on mute. <laughs> No, I, I was saying I'm doing good, and you and the rest of the beaners. How are you? Oh, the rest of the bean the bean town ta- um, uh, beaners here in town are are doing well. Don't uh, say bean town. That's you know. It's, oh, is that uh, too close that, to a sport that I might have to drop a hashtag on? Oh no, don't do that. No, we're not right. talking about that. Although we should because I've had a horrible day, and uh, yeah, uh, that is not. It, it all depends, Mister T, on how you utilize that word. I, so, that one I didn't know was racist. Oh, it could be considered racist, especially here in Southern California. So you're telling me that you didn't know about the word spade, and I didn't know about the word beaner. Um, I guess. Yeah, I, I didn't. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, mm, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like, I don't know. I think I need to get to a baseball game. Oh, you had to. You had to. Didn't yeah. You? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have to. Yeah, I think someone should, I should make uh, Lady Me come down here and just go to a Padres game just to spite her. And uh, yeah, you know, as far as I, I, I would still like to know, going back to the whole spade is a spade thing, what year did that be considered to where it was like, I don't know, not appropriate, I guess? I, you know, I think I can remember back in the, I don't know, maybe earlier, midish 80s hearing that, but I don't know about before then. Interesting. See, and that was when I was just growing up, so I'm surprised I didn't know about that because I, I had, I've used that all, all my life. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, I just, maybe I just don't live around sensitive people. Well, it's like we were talking about all these things they take and they pervert anyway. Like, you know, hey, I'm going to go watch Netflix and chill. <gasps> really? Oh. Yeah, what's up with that? You know, and it was funny because I told you the first time my wife and I, Honeybee, heard about that. It was our daughter was telling us, she was, do you know what that means? Like, yeah, we're going to go home and just chill and watch some movies. No, that's not what it means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Pert, I was informed the other day that it's now Netflix and uh, Netflix and what, what is the other one, Eric? It's Netflix Hulu. and Hulu now. Yeah. So it's interesting. <laughs> so apparently uh, this afternoon, I guess it happened this morning, like 630 this morning here in uh, California. You know, another another event occurred uh, to where the uh, media our wonderful government officials continue to say, oh, we need to take away guns. A, uh, some douchebag uh, was uh, shot up. Eight people, left eight people day, dead. And he uh, was so much of a coward, he shot himself as well. He shot himself to death. That happened in San Jose, California. At a, it was a transit, like a transit center or something like that, I believe. But, uh, yeah, the suspect was identified as Samuel Cassidy. And I will read the story here for a little bit, only because I'm really out of sorts. So, Well, it's I, horrible, I'll, but the best thing about – I shouldn't say the best thing about that story. The <laughs> one thing about it is he saved one for himself and saved us all the hassle, you know? That is true. It's uh, – you know, I, 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 I will not object on that. That's for sure. Let me see if I can – See, this is how great of a day it's going. Even even my video equipment's not working properly tonight. Producer, uh, producer Eric, where are you? <laughs> I'm still here. Oh, okay, good. Just checking. Um, Popsky, I will. Uh, I will. I'll let you call in in, uh, in uh, a little while. Just give me a second. I need to get into my groove uh, a little bit because I'm really. I'm getting really pissed off right now. Nothing's working, and uh, you know. Oh well. For those of you on the video side, you're just going to have to suck it up, Buttercup. Anyways, eight people killed by a gunman in Northern California rail yard Wednesday morning were shot in two separate buildings before the suspect took his own life. Santa Clara Sheriff Lori Smith expressed her grief for the families of the victims and all that good stuff. She said deputies and San Jose police officers were first on the scene. They took their life in their hands, and I know for sure when the suspect knew that law enforcement was there, he took his own life. That's what, uh, that's what she had to say. She also went on to say that, quote, our deputies, our deputies were right there at that time. And uh, there's really no motive that they have identified as of yet. 
But, you know, as I read the story, they don't know the motive or anything like that. And in addition to that, but I'm having a bad day. And so it really got me thinking. I kind of, I don't know, I took a different perspective on this. And the perspective that I took is with all of the shit that's happening in our society, I don't think, I really don't think that it should be a very big surprise when we have instances such as this occurring throughout our nation. There's a lot of people. I mean, I thank God I'm not uh, at that point yet, (laughs) or hopefully will never be at that point. But I am so tired. I'm sick. I'm tired. I'm done with government officials. I'm tired of them lying. I'm tired of them taking away yours and my freedoms and my liberties. I'm tired of dumbass people not wanting to lift a finger and still at the same time expecting handouts. So I get that there's people that have a lot of, you know, may I say, mental issues, psychological issues. They're not, uh, you know, functioning in a proper way. They're not thinking. They're so fed up to where no matter what, I really believe that in every single human being, There's a boiling point. And when you reach that, sometimes these people get above that. So to me, it has not a shock that this is happening. Now, it's a a damn shame that it's happening across our country and different age groups. You know, like I've told you in the past on our show, you know, when you have kids going into their schools and shooting up their classmates, are they really that evil of, of a person? Maybe not. Maybe they're the ones that were fucking bullied. Maybe they were the ones that were pushed around. Maybe they're the ones that are fed up and have had enough. Take and in San Jose this this morning, you take this this guy who's in his I don't know when I say forties or fifties. Maybe he's at the boiling point to where he's had had enough. He's he's had enough. Now that's not an excuse to go out and fucking shoot people. Don't get me wrong. I'm not making an excuse for that. But what I'm saying is I understand where the rage may come from. And I think that's a perspective that not many people take. I don't know. I'll, I'll throw that around for you, Perk. But what are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you think there could be any validity to that? No, there's oftentimes it is the, the bullied person is the one that's committing the act. And horrible as it is, I mean, it's still, still not an excuse to, to do something that extreme, you know. But, yeah, it's, it's bullied people that do it. At times, you see that in the in the articles and in the reports, and it's horrible that people, the bullies themselves, can't understand what they're doing to individuals. And I don't know what it is about a bully that makes them feel so good to make somebody else feel so bad. I, I think, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm a straight shooter here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think of a joke in my head and you know where I'm going with that. But anyways, stay away from that. Yeah. I'm, left, steer I'm, left. Yes. Avoid, avoid. But I'm, I'm a straight shooter here. And you know, in my childhood, I was, I was suicidal at, at points of my life. And the reason for now that I'm older and I can recognize that and I recognize the reasons why it has to do with that boiling point to where you, you have had enough. Uh, and I can only speak for myself. I don't speak for any other people. 
I don't, I never do that. Well, maybe sometimes for our audience, but, um, but you know, it's, I, I don't think, you know, it's a mental health issue. Yeah. And the, the, the major problem with it is that there's no end in sight of how oppressed we continue to be by our government. Yep. And, uh, you know, they want to say, oh, well, it's the guns. It's always the guns. Uh, you know, we need to take guns off the streets. Uh, that's not going to work. I mean, what? there was another shooting in Florida this, this morning, I think, right? Um, Here's going to be your litmus test right here. I think I see used the right word. Mm -hmm. Texas, they're getting ready to pass open carry. You don't even need a license. You need no permits. Let's see how the crime rate goes down there because people look at the old West and they think, oh my gosh, everybody's getting shocked. Everybody's got guns. No, it, it was quite the opposite. If you read actual history, because everybody had a gun, nobody wanted to piss anybody off. Right. Yeah. It, I, I, I'm right there with you. And you know, it's the, one of those things, like I was explaining, uh, there was a, I want to. I got to bring it up. I need to look at it. I wasn't sure if that was something that you had uh, sent me. What was um, it? It was a shooting in Florida. Uh, and it was a seventeen, a sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen-year-old. And I think that was me. I sent you a few, but I don't remember one from Florida. And let me see if I can pull it up really quickly. But I mean, at the end of the day, the the fact of the matter is, you know, your local governments and even your federal governments can cry. Oh, guns this, guns that all day long until they're blue, you know, till they're blue. But the simple fact of the matter is that a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, and an 18-year-old probably don't legally have access to a firearm in many states. There might be a couple that an 18-year-old does. So, James, are you saying let's enforce the laws that are on the book now? Hmm. How undemocratic of you? How unliberal of you? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> well, come on. I mean, again, why? Okay. I mean, but here's the thing. If we're, if we're not going to enforce laws, let me go rob a bank. Don't enforce that law either. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? We're going to have to make a law that, that enforces the law about the law to not rob banks. So now you make us make another law. Well, we can make it. Well, they make laws every day that they don't enforce. I mean, there's no well, really the no point. And you know, the other, th you know, speaking of laws and shit that we don't enforce, you know how we're not enforcing our borders and stuff like that. I did read a blurb that Biden is asking. I know. I hope. Well, first of all, I hope everybody's sitting down. But Joe Biden is asking for apparently $1.8 billion to continue building the wall. Can you believe that? Huh? I mean, would say. maybe he forgot to take his medication. I don't know. Or maybe that sounds like hypocrisy. Um, maybe it's I, a wall around his house. <laughs> 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 right. Oh, there's so many things that could get me in trouble that I could say. <laughs> well, you're not, you're not on Haps, so go ahead. <laughs> oh, I don't mean I don't mean by social media. Oh, oh okay. I get you. I get you. No men in black showing up in black. Uh, yeah, we don't need okay. that's showing up at my door. We'll stay away from that. <laughs> but uh, as but uh, in addition to the one point eight billion dollars that he's requesting to continue building the wall. Uh, there's hundreds of millions of dollars in that request to pay for, to continue paying for the migrants. Oh, they always so, put pork bellies or pork fat in there as they call it. Are you calling the child, migrant children pork? 
<laughs> no. Hey, you do you're making beef jerky. There you go. I just found there you, you an endless supply of meat. No, never mind. <laughs> bad, bad. Shouldn't have gone there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay, if they can't take a joke, they can go find another show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, but that's the thing, uh, you know, the, the whole thing uh, as far as you know, they want to continue to utilize your money, my money, to pay for people that shouldn't be here legally. Yep. And I'm telling you, folks, if you haven't already, and it might be your first time ever that you've had to write your congressman, your senators, or whoever the hell it is that represents you. I strongly, strongly urge you to reach out and tell them to stop the madness. It has to end. If you're not comfortable, you don't know how to write to your representative or you don't know your damn representative's name or address, call me. Contact me. I'll help you out. We know you, that, you talk about how, I'm sorry. That's that's how that's just how important this is. It really is. Go ahead, Bert. You talk about that money going to the, uh, to the, well, I don't even want to call them immigrants because they're not immigrating. They're just right. illegally coming over, uh, right. going to them. But I saw an article, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, uh, on my Fox app about a homeless camp that is right next to a school that has so many times had to go on lockdown because of violence, shooting and stuff that was going on in the homeless camp that is right next door to the school. But is anything being done to move that or get them out of there or put them somewhere else? No, because we're worried about people coming in illegally. We don't want them to be uncomfortable. But our kids, eh, it's okay if they have to be scared to death while they're trying to get an education. Yeah. I, why is it that our people are not priority? Why, when we have homeless veterans and health? Throw all of the homeless people in there, for that matter, because no matter, no matter what, if they're a citizen of this country, we should be helping them out, no matter how bad off they are, before we help out any person that is designated not to be here legally. Well, the last time Americans were under rule by a certain government and were treated as second-class citizens— they kind of kicked King George's ass. So, <laughs> you know, could this be a repeat or what? Hey, I, de I definitely think it could be. Uh, in all Scary. Honesty. It is. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, it just bothers me. It really does. I mean, we struggle. We, we bust our ass off as American citizens. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, Hell, people that even have roofs over their head barely get by. But let's open up the hotels. Let's open up resorts for these people. Really? Just so they can sit there and collect a fucking easy paycheck and get free food off of our money when our citizens themselves are struggling and some of them don't even have a damn roof over their head? I wonder how we would get treated if we snuck in or crossed over to Mexico. Can you do that, Eric, and give us a live report? I don't Just know. Let us know how they took care of you. Slightly's <laughs> got that microphone you can take down there. I do. We have wireless microphones you you, you can utilize. So I mean that that's basically it in a nutshell. I mean all we give a shit about, and when I say we, I mean our government, not you and I. Uh, you and I and our listeners, for the most part, I think, really care about everybody, every 
you know, we do care about everybody, but more importantly, we care about more about our neighbors and our own people here in society that are citizens that are here. And, uh, you know, and other immigrants that are here legally, uh, you know, I am all about legalized immigration. Immigration is a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. But when it's done legally and at this present time, all they, a.k.a. the government, give a shit about is basically taking care of other countries, other people's other people from other countries. In addition to, obviously, as we all know what. BLM stands for, as uh, I will re- make sure to remind you that, uh, you know, the administration strongly believes that BLM stands for that Biden loves minorities. And uh, we've discussed that many times over. We won't get into that. Just research universal basic income for females of minority. That's a good segue into that article I sent you, by the way. <laughs> you sent me so many. <laughs> <laughs> I sent you three today, I, I think. Do you oh, know what I'm talking about, though? Well, I remember about the Stone Mountain. Yeah, it's just before that. It was the, well, the one before that was, I think, about the coronavirus, right? Okay, and maybe it was the one after Stone Mountain. Uh, after that was Iran. Did I, I see really, that many today? Holy you God. did. <laughs> I must have had a lot of bathroom time. I'm telling you, my well, goodness. Basically, what it was, was uh, they were given the okay to fly the Black Lives Matter flag at U.S. embassies. Oh, I don't know if you sent that to me. I, I did hear about that. Oh, yeah, that was uh, twenty. That was yesterday, 23 hours. Okay. My days kind of run together right now. Oh, I'm telling you, mine too, my friend. And uh, yes, Ralph, we will definitely plug the uh, jerky uh, throughout the show. We, we actually need to take a uh, brief time out here momentarily. Let's do that right now. Get uh, that out of the way. You're listening to The Slightly Serious Show on a somber Wednesday evening. We'll be right back right after this. You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, then offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. All right. To the show. Being handed something that I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, by by a big sexy. Oh, it's a phone stand. <laughs> oh, that was really cute. Um, what I saw on D Live just now. Oh my God, you saw that live on our show? Oh my goodness, we're gonna get a lot of hate mail for that. <laughs> God, well, I'm- he's the love of your life, of course. I mean, he's allowed to do that, right? That's what they tell me, I guess. <laughs> um, and before before everybody starts sending their hate mail, being all jealous of of slightly and big sexy, sh- you know, sharing a smooch. Um, Simmer down now, people. <laughs> Unbelievable. That was just big, sexy marking his territory. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me uh, turn red. We're going to get canceled. canceled, canceled. I'm, I'm surprised um, Big Sexy's not shouting. I heard that. No, he's not listening. He's, he's in his own little world. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yes. Uh, Perwe, uh, you said uh, over... A uh, Fox News report. Like I said, for those of you over on video, I apologize. The the equipment is damaged, I guess, uh, but we'll get it fixed. Uh, Biden State Department signals support for BLM flag to be flown at U.S. embassies. So, yeah, uh, all right. I'm going to just read because I can already start. The Department of State under President Biden issued guidance to all diplomatic and cons- 
consular posts encouraging official displays of support for Black Lives Matter on the one-year anniversary of George Floyd. Uh, on his murder on May 25th and beyond, according to a new report. According to a leaked memo from an anonymous State Department source, the department wrote that it, quote, supports the use of the term Black Lives Matter in messaging content, as well as in speeches and foreign diplomatic engagements on May 25th and beyond. The memo also allows U.S. diplomats to fly the Black Lives Matter flag outside of embassies. Now, per if I recall correctly, wasn't there like a bunch of commotion uh, in the uh, halls of Congress about, you know, different uh, Congress people displaying different sorts of flags? Well, exactly. And, and, you know, Mary down there says, I thought that was for one day. Well, mm. even take into account, what about Christmas? That's one day and they still won't let them do nativity scenes or anything like that. Well, if if they're okay. And like I said, I am unbiased. If you want to, if you want to, you know, put a flag outside your house. I don't give a shit what it says, pretty yeah. much. That's how I go. So by them saying, uh, you know, if what if uh, a congressional uh, person wants to put, I don't know, let's say. New Orleans Saints flag. Yeah, New Orleans Saints flag. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to save you. <laughs> I was going to go with the Confederate flag, but I'll digress. <laughs> like I said, I'm trying to save you. But I'm, but I mean, how about the United States? If we're dealing with federal type of stuff, how about we just allow the flag of the United States of America? And that's it. No, no, this flag, that flag. You know what? It's if it's if it's government related, it's the fucking flag of our country. And that's it. What do you think? It'll solve everything. I think that's so un-American to try and <laughs> fly a flag. I mean, that's what it seems like, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, well, you know. I mean. I don't, I mean, because let, let's be honest with you. If they're going to go ahead and start displaying Black Lives Matter flags, I think we should get into the manufacturing business and begin manufacturing uh, Asian Lives Matter flags, White uh, Lives Matter flags. We'll just do everything. Everything matters. Well, and, uh, you know, they shouldn't have a problem with that. We should be able to display that in government offices and in, you know, pretty much anywhere where they're allowed to display the Black Lives Matter flag, right? Yeah. Well, and you're not, you know, you're not allowed to speak truth. You have to speak what is, you know, in line with their leftist thoughts. But let me tell you, I'm going to get on my soapbox, but just very small soapbox. Oh, please take it. Black Lives Matter. If they matter so damn much, why don't you clean up your own communities? Because your own people are killing more of your own people than police officers are killing. Accidental, purposefully, whatever. Y'all take more lives than the cops are taking, but not a word's being said about that. Look at the violence in, in New York City, the violence in Chicago over one weekend. Hell, look at St. Louis now. I mean, nothing's being screamed at. They're not burning down you know, their own neighborhoods because they're having shootouts in their neighborhoods. No. So how much does Black Lives really matter to you then? Well, you know, Bart, I, I had tweeted, I think this was yesterday. You know, when I was in a better mood than today, <laughs> you know, they had said over the weekend, I don't know, 30 plus, 40 plus. I mean, it's a it's a weekly occurrence in Chicago. But I basically tweeted out at, uh, you know, the racist mayor of Chicago, uh, Mayor Lightweight, I mean, excuse me, Lightfoot. And basically said, you know, maybe you need to hold a press conference with your minority yep. 
you know, your minority reporters. And while you're at it, get together with the cops that are of minority and discuss how you're going to put an end to everybody fucking shooting each other every week in Chicago. They really aren't addressing it, are they? No, they're not. And I don't know how you address it, um, you know, with with what she had made in her statement the other week. How does that unify? That's what she is saying is what all the liberals really, truly believe. They like the whole segregation portion of everything. They think they can solve their own problems, right? It takes the neighborhood to make it a safe neighborhood. And if the neighborhood can't do it, guess what? Then you need to get the defunded police in there to keep control, keep order, and teach the neighborhood how to, to act civil. And if they can't, then they take those that are not law-abiding citizens and remove them from the neighborhood. And you continue to do it until all you have left are good neighbors. That's the only way to clean up those type of areas. Well, it, they continue just to, dis- to dismiss the fact that... That, like you said, most most of my most of the minorities that are shot and killed are shot by minorities themselves, mm-hmm. and a lot of that has to do with gang violence. I mean, Absolutely. I'm not gonna, let's let's not uh, you know I don't know what the saying is, but there's no door to be left unturned, or however you want to say it. And slightly, it's not even sometimes the opposite gang member that's getting shot. It's an innocent person on the corner that's getting shot in a drive-by. It's a person that's in the car next to the person. That's the gangbanger that they're shooting at. And, and they don't have the outrage over that. It's just like, oh, well, casually. Well, and then they go on to say, even if, even if they were a gang member, oh, he was such a wonderful person. You know, the guy that was on the uh, corner last week selling crack to uh, kids. Well, the football <laughs> player's brother, who, who just recently was killed by the police or shot by the police, whatever. He, he didn't make it at, you know, after his arrest or to the arrest. But he was in an accident. He was fleeing the police. He brandished a weapon. The cops shot him. Wow. Pretty textbook, you would think, right? Yeah. Then the NFL player, and I can't remember who it was or what team comes out, and he goes, oh, he was such a good man, you know, singing all his praises. Meanwhile, in the same article, they're listing all the felony warrants this guy has out on him. Isn't that amazing? I mean, yeah. I mean, you could have, I mean, the guy, like I said, I don't recall the exact story, but the guy had raped women. Uh, uh, he had also been convicted of drug charges and all sorts of things. But the family continues to say, oh, he was such a wonderful young man. He may have been at one point in his life, but it didn't seem like he was at the uh, point of when he exited this life. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, all I know is uh, statements by Mayor Lightfoot and other continued messages from politicians and uh, even the media about, you know, trying to segregate people, even the story that we brought you yesterday, how the, uh, that school, uh, Wesley, uh, basically had an event to where everyone, with the, exception well, of, with the exception of white students, were able to attend. That kind of shit right there, uh, that's what sparks outrage. That's what continues to motivate people to have hatred towards other people. Um, you know, you all say that you all want to unite. Uh, I haven't since, since day one of Joe Biden, I have not seen one fucking thing that he's done to unite our society. Well, that's the same exact thing that they used to do back in the, you know, 
50s, 40s, 30s, and, and prior, only it was opposite. It was whites and no blacks. And now they're changing it, but it's okay now. You know, but it wasn't okay then. No, it's not okay either way. Right, exactly. It's not, uh, it's not right either way. But uh, apparently that, uh, you know, you know how we talked about Facebook. Uh, were you with us yesterday, Bert? It's been a long time. No, I, I missed it. <laughs> no. Okay, so yesterday we, we brought a story about Facebook and how if you mention anything to do about the vaccine in a negative way, nobody will hardly ever see anything that you post about it. Yeah. They over on what what was the uh Project Veritas did an interview with two people yes. that work at Facebook and they came forward sharing all these documents. And basically, you know, like those two gentlemen said, it's basically a test to see what how far they can take things before society gets outraged by it. And with this being accepted, the way shit's going in society, and they're not being any outrage of Mass, I don't know, uh, massive outrage from the public, the more shit is going to come until you and I and us as a society stand up against it. So it's only going to get worse, in my opinion. You mentioned the vaccine. That's another good segue into another article that I sent you. (laughs) It is, actually, because, uh, you know, uh, there's a report saying the mild coronavirus infection uh, leaves behind lasting antibody protection, research suggests. And uh, the article goes, even a mild case of the coronavirus could leave people with a lifelong protection against the virus. Uh, Researchers are calling uh, previous reports that immunity was not long-lived following infection a misinterpretation of that data. Uh, The study conducted by Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, published in May 24th in the journal Nature, researchers took bone marrow samples from 18 out of 77 participants who were already signed up to give blood samples at three-month intervals, starting about a month after initial infection. The bone marrow samples were then taken, uh, were taken between seven and eight months after initial COVID infection. Five of the 18 participants then gave second bone marrow samples four months later. The team compared those samples with bone marrow taken from 11 people who had been, never been diagnosed with COVID-19. While antibody te- levels in the blood of people who had previous infections did drop quickly in the first few months before mostly leveling off, some antibodies were detectable even after 11 months of infection. Researchers also found antibody-producing cells specifically targeting COVID-19, or SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. In 15 of the bone marrow samples, the cells were also found in all five of the follow-up samples given four months later. So basically, the article is going on to telling you, regardless of all the misinformation that you've received, how people saying, oh, well, if you've had COVID, well, you still need the vaccine because you don't have enough antibodies. The testing in the research that is out there that's currently being done is suggesting that if you've had COVID-19, you probably have enough antibodies to last you a lifetime. Wait a minute, slightly, slightly. Are you telling me that we were lied to by the CDC and who? Uh, I, I am not. Uh, the researchers are telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, and it's no surprise. I mean, the, that's why, and, and I, th- I, I, we have messages out to Michael Yeadon right now. He is the former Pfizer VP. Because even he says, you get the COVID vaccine, 
not that he's suggesting it because he, along with other, there, there are multiple virologists now saying that people are going to be dying in two years if they take mm-hmm. the vaccine. But we're trying to get him on because he says, okay, so if you do get the vaccine, any vaccine, and specifically this one for COVID-19, that you should never need another top-up shot at all because the variants that are out there are not varied enough to even need a top-up vaccine. It'll recognize the variants that are currently out there because it's only the max is like 0.3%, which is like nothing. Which would be the same with the antibodies you have from catching the virus itself. Exactly. And so it'd be great to have him on. And I just, yeah, there's no surprise that we're lied to. We're lied to every single day of our lives. Like I said, I got God's DNA. Mm -hmm. Why do I want man-made in me now? Yeah, I I, I hear you there. And, uh, you know, Big Sexy and I continue not to be vaccinated. So if you don't want our jerky because we're not vaccinated, then go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not like you're rubbing it all over your tongue before you send it out, I hope. So why does it matter? (laughs) Well, yeah, no, we don't do that. Oh, my goodness. What am I missing in chat? Oh, my God. People are resting, uh, resisting the jab, and that is why the jab peeps are bombarding with the ads and BS they are offering. You do notice that, don't you? I mean, and here's the thing. I, I do want to talk to that, uh, to that point. Isn't it amazing? I mean, the latest that we had talked about was that the mayor of New York was giving away $5 million to one lucky vaccinator. I mean, why? why? You have to question why. Are they so desperate? Why don't you have a slightly scratch-off lottery for those of us that aren't going to get vaccinated and we can win $100? Ooh, I, I, that's <laughs> a hell of an idea. And don't tempt me because I've, I, I do have a uh, company that makes me scratch-off tickets. <laughs> I'm, I'm great at giving away other people's money. I've told you before. <laughs> you are. You are. Um, but, yeah, no. It's, but, I mean, doesn't that make you question things when they're that desperate? Oh, yeah. They're trying that hard to make everybody get it. Oh, I saw where a school also had a pep rally for getting vaccinated. A pep rally for oh a my pep God. rally, yeah. Showed the students out holding up signs like you would before a football game, and you know talking oh about God. the vaccine and get vaccinated, and it's crazy. Mike Tampa Bay says slightly serious scratch off tickets are on sale now. There we go. Seven <laughs> Eleven, right, Mike? Oh my God, Lingalonga wants to know. So why do you die in two years? From what? Well, uh, well, because allegedly there's virologists out there that are saying if you get vaccinated within oh. two years, you could die. Now, Michael Yeadon, uh, he's the former Pfizer VP. He is alleging that you could possibly die if you take the vaccine and do not follow up every year with top-up shock, uh, top-up vaccines, basically booster shots. I still got to watch about 20 minutes of that video. That's probably in that part of that video. Yes, uh, that uh, that is, I believe that is in that video. And, and like I said, we're going to try to get him on here. Uh, there's some some of the claims that he makes and that are towards the end of that video. Uh, you know, he kind of makes allegations that, you know, it's just the government trying to kill off people. Um, I'll hold my tongue that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the other, the other medical the science stuff, uh, like I said, you have to, you have to, I'll take the word of a scientist and a researcher before I take any political 
person's perspective. Let's clarify that. A non-government funded scientist. Oh, yes, that's very important. Isn't it amazing, though, how, you know, staying on the COVID topic that now everyone's like, oh, yeah, it did come from China. The tides are starting to twist after over a year of the news media denying how it came out of Wuhan. And now even Dr. Fauci is probably, I believe he's starting to say, yeah, it probably did come from there. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Mr. Eric, are you there? I'm still here. Um, I was just checking my LinkedIn page to see whether or not, you know, Eden even, you know, has responded yet. But I, I told him that, you know, we are expected a response sometime within the next seven to 10 business days. All right. Sounds good. Mary says, Dr. But, Fauci. But I might follow up with him again next week. Like, but the only way I can contact him is I've got a comment on one of like the, the comments he's posted on stories in, in hopes that it gets his attention. Sounds good. But, and, and I'm working, uh, trying to get an email address. So we'll, we'll, we'll work together on that. Mary says, uh, Dr. Fauci funded the Wuhan lab. Well, the United States, our taxpayer dollars actually funded it. So we, We've basically paid to be uh, killing off our own uh, neighbors. Uh, Dr. Fauci should be arrested. I agree with you 100% on there. He's, he should, he's a criminal. Lock his ass up. Uh, Fauci, uh, I like that. F-A-U-C-I. Fuckhead all you can, ign- fuckhead all you can ignore. <laughs> we need to just work out that. But you can I, I get that. Yeah, just ignore it. Um, another story. Uh, this one has to do with uh, something that's near you, uh, Mr. Eric. Uh, this comes uh-huh. from history.net. Nation's largest Confederate memorial, Stone Mountain, is to get new exhibit explaining the site's whole history. The nation's largest Confederate monument, Stone Mountain Park, located outside of Atlanta, Georgia, is getting a facelift. On Monday, the park's board announced that a new exhibit will seek to explain the, quote, whole story behind the Southern Memorial. The exhibit, according to the press release, is being developed by, quote, credible and well-established historians to tell the warts and all history of the Stone Mountain carving. The sculpture is in homage to three Confederate leaders, Jefferson Davis, president of the Confederacy during the Civil War, and Generals Robert E. Lee and Thomas Stonewall Jackson. On horseback, the men sit in a relief of a carved oval background that spans three acres the statues themselves are colossal, 90 by 190 feet. Pretty, that's pretty huge. No significant fighting occurred at Stone Mountain during the Civil War. Rather, the land was owned by brothers William and Sam Venable, businessmen who were deeply involved in the resurgence of the KKK during the beginning in 1915. On Thanksgiving of that same year, the KKK burned a cross atop Stone Mountain to mark the revival of the hate group. The monument itself is not about history, Kevin Levin. Levine, a Civil War scholar, told the Atlantic Journal-Constitution, it's about memory, about the people who put it up and what they were trying to do. The park itself officially opened in, on April 14th of 65, exactly 100 years after the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. The monument has long been a flashpoint of debate between those who see it as part of the South's heritage and those for whom it represents white supremacy. That's what CNN wrote. Uh, as it currently stands, the monument cannot be removed under Georgia law. Some activists say that the board's actions don't go far enough, while others call to leave the park untouched. 
quote, we need to take down the flags. We need to change all the street names and do what we said we were going to do. Eliminate the Confederacy from Stone Mountain Park. That was said by John Evans, who is a former DeKalb County NAACP president. And uh, Eric Cleveland, a member of the Sons of Confederate Veterans, countered that with, quote, these people will not stop until our history is completely erased. At a news conference after the vote, Mosley, first black person to chair the association since it was formed in 1958, recognized that there would be unhappy parties on both sides of the issue. He said, quote, it will be difficult to thread a needle and please everyone, but our Georgia today is a broad tapestry, and I would like to think we can weave us all together in some fashion. So, obviously, with that story, you know, no, nobody's going to be happy because they're not, neither side's going to get everything they want. And I think that's perfectly fine. I think that's great. Let both sides bitch. Meet in the middle. Which is where we should. Well, that's exactly what we should all do as a society. There, Perk. We should, you know, we should hear each other out. We'll disagree with each other, but at the end of the day, we'll all get along, right? And you know what? Slightly, Eric can vouch for this. Stone Mountain is not something that you have to look at, or you see it going by. You know, down the road, you have to drive off the beaten path, go into a, a park area, pay for it, and everything. So, if you don't want to look at it, you don't have to. You you can't even go by it. You have to intentionally go there. So if people bitch about it, you know. Well, I would put a, uh, I would put it up on the video for our, our video watchers and all that. Unfortunately, my equipment's not working. But, you know, I'm looking at a photo of it. And it's a beautiful piece of art. It really is. I don't know if, uh, Eric, have you ever seen this uh, stone, uh, stone Mountain Rock? Yeah. yeah yes, I have. Um, like, um, even though it's been probably like 26 years since. I have set foot inside Stone Mountain Park, but but usually if I'm over in 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 a town that my brother and sister in law live and I'm driving down like a, a road I mean heading toward US Highway seventy eight, I get like a, a clear view of like the carving, you know, coming down this hill and Oh, you can see it from a hill, Eric? Um uh, along a, a road called Hugh Howell Road. Oh, I never found a road that I could Oh, interesting. Um Hugh Howell is not racist, is he? No, (laughs) Um, but I noticed like in recent years how, you know, like the mountain has got got a lot of that, that, that green buildup. I don't know if that's moss or if that's like, like oxidated nickel, but, but I know every few years that, that, that carving has to be like, like, like power washed and, and and cleaned. Um, But when they, they built that carving, it, it took decades because, um, because of how, how 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 big that carving is and um it's really and i would imagine yeah think about the washington monument in washington dc it took forever to build and there was a a time when they had to stop construction on it and and you could also see like an age line in it to where where like like a bottom half is of a different different shade of white than like the top half well, if you ever get a chance, and I promise you, if you go and take a look at this thing, you're not going to think anything about racism or slavery or any of the other bullshit that the left wants you to think. It's a beautiful piece of art. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's great that it's going to remain there. And uh, you know, let uh, let crybaby bitches be crybaby bitches. I guess uh, that's what I have to say about that. Uh, if a rock is going to make you cry and flood your your heart with tears. I don't know what to tell you. 
Uh, there's plenty of other societies to go and be a part of. Uh, that's just how I feel, though. Um, let's see. There was uh, there was a story that you wanted to talk about, uh, Eric. Well, I've I've submitted like a cu- couple of stories. Um, there's also you know this a story that broke like over the weekend that two prison guards um, have pled guilty in exchange for like some kind of immunity deal in the in the Jeffrey Epstein saga um you know that and that and as part of that plea deal they have to cooperate with federal investigators another another one i sent was of the my, of my pillows mike lindell being turned away from a republican go, go, governor's you know you know meeting of some kind yeah and that was reported by political uh it uh, the the uh-huh. goes Republican Governors Association on Tuesday threw out Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow and obviously Trump's ally, after he showed up to its spring conference in Tennessee. Lindell said he had flown to Nashville on Monday to attend a three-day meeting starting on Tuesday, but that only a few minutes after he collected his credential at the Marriott Hotel, an event coordinator in the lobby told him he was not allowed at any of the official RGA events. And an RGA official who spoke with the condition of an anonymity said on Tuesday night that Lindell tried to join transportation for members only for a dinner at the Tennessee governor's mansion and was denied. The person added, these events are for RGA members and Mike Lindell is currently is not currently an RGA member. Lindell rose to, well, we don't, you, everyone knows Mike Lindell. He's, uh, he's the MyPillow guy and he you know, rose to mm-hmm. fame when he visited. Trump and tried to spend millions of dollars to prove the election fraud and all that. And uh, he has now come up with his own app, as we all know, uh, you know, his own social media app that uh, as long as you're a superstar, you can go on. Uh, otherwise, well, the frankspeech.com I know is proven to be a big disappointment and probably yet another, um, you know, right wing echo chamber when, you know, we would prefer that, you know, to, to not have an echo chamber. Well, I'll tell you what, Eric, my thoughts on Mike Lindell right now, I think he's on his way out. His, uh, I think he, uh, he got his spotlight when he uh, was attempting to meet with Donald Trump uh, at the White House. Now that that is all over and said and done, I think it's a vanishing star. It's, a, it's an overnight thing. Um, I don't think that he's going to be very successful in attempting what he wants to do. Well, I mean, one of the last couple of times I've had the weekly meetings with the Free Think Institute, um, me and Arch and Ray and Jim and a couple other members there are in agreement that, you know, the thing about his frankspeech.com is he clearly just does not have the right people in place, you know, to help him run it. Um, and, and, and there's even been talk of like, you know, like Donald Trump starting his own social media platform. But if but if he's going to do a social media platform, he need, needs to at least ensure he's got the right people in place and that he's using his own servers to, to get get it up and running. And I've even heard talk of him possibly, you know, uh, eyeing like buying up parlor, but but nothing is really set in stone about that. But he, and here's the here's what I here's my take on all of these parlor apps, Gab, me we and me we. Freeing speech and all of that, right? I mean, there's plenty of people out there, including us, that we have a right to voice and have the shows that we want to talk about 
you know, apparently controversial issues, according to some, that's not allowed on social media platforms. But the problem is, is that these platforms that are starting to, you know, pop up everywhere, they're almost like fucking Starbucks. They're like, there's a new one every week. They're only uh-huh. catering to the big name people. And I'm sorry, but you are going down the wrong avenue if you're trying to cater to the everyday American in this country. We don't need, I mean, hell, a person like Donald Trump or Mike Lindell, they can they got the money to build their own fucking website if people want to go listen to what they have to say. If you're looking to build a social media platform for the American people, people like myself, people like Eric, people like Perwy that just want to have their voice heard, then you need uh-huh. to open it up a little. It's not asking a lot. So I think, you know, for those people that are out there, those entrepreneurs and stuff like that, you know, I think there's a huge opportunity out there. You know, the people at HAPS, this, the, the douchebag liberals over there, especially Pablo, I can't fucking stand him. If I ever see him in L.A., I'll smash a donut man donut in his face. But anyways, the platform itself is pretty damn good. Now, if you only had people that own the freaking thing, believe in our constitution and believe that every person has the right to say what they would like, ha, huh, you'd have struck a gold mine. You'd have struck Bitcoin for God's sakes. Um, so I think, like I said, it's, it's out there. It's, it's, it's there for someone to take on. I really believe that. But uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll see somebody do that because it's well needed, especially right now. There's, there's a lot of people right now. There's many more, there's millions more than there ever has been that have had enough. They've gotten the cojones finally to go out and talk about how they feel. But now the problem has become that there's finding it very difficult ways to get their messages out. So I don't know. I hope and pray every day about it. And hopefully, uh, you know, it's, it happens before it becomes okay. too late. That's. That's the reality of it all. R.D. Pruden uh, in the uh, chat says, all places that allow right-wing ideas become echo chambers. Oh, how, 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 how so, in your opinion, R.D.? It'd be interesting to uh, hear your take on that. I mean, you just feel that it's just a repeated message, no matter what? I don't know. Oh, I'm getting a, we're getting a text from Lady Me. I wonder what Lady Me has to say. She probably heard Donut Man. Oh, she's she's going to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> that does. I mean, you know, she, she, I know she loves going to Vegas, right? Oh yeah, we. Who doesn't love going to Vegas? I mean, if you got money to blow, I mean, there's no better city to blow it in than Las Vegas. Ardy, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing all right. Yourself? I'm I'm hanging in there. It's been a rough day. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it has. And I'm not even talking from a political standpoint. <laughs> uh, just got things going on, eh? Yeah. But uh, you, you said in the chat earlier that any place that allows right-wing ideas, become they become echo chambers. Can you explain that for us? It's, it's not necessarily that it's designed that way, but, I mean, look at Parliament. Um, it was not originally designed for the right. It was just designed for free speech. The 
problem is uh, the people who are looking for free speech are on the right because they're in you know, places like Facebook and Twitter. They don't really allow right-wing speech. So people on the right are going to Parler. They're going to Gab. They're going to find one. Yep. And the people on the left, they're just like, oh, I'm good on Twitter and, and, and uh, Facebook. Right. They're like, we got the whole platform to ourselves now. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. I mean, doesn't it amaze you, though, like how some of these social media platforms, uh, if if you're uh, on the liberal side of things, you can get away with a lot. And I, when I mean a lot, I mean a lot. I mean, you could be banned instantaneously for posting something even slightly right. But, I mean, you can go extreme to the left on the same subject, and they're like fucking thumbs up like um, times a million. A thousand hearts. <laughs> Does that surprise you? Yeah, yeah. Not anymore, it doesn't. Do you think it's right? No. Absolutely not right. What, what do you think about? What do you think about? But if you're on the right or you're on the left, fine. Just defend what you have to say, or just have your opinion. Uh, we can talk about it, but you can't talk about it when one side just gets shut down. That you can't, and I think I think it's uh, it's designed to be that way, though. I think, like we've been talking about, they want this society be to be divided. It's their goal. They can accomplish a lot more when you have a society divided than you can when they are united. If you have a society that is united, if you're a government entity, you're up against a lot. It's hard to get past. It's, it's hard for a government to pass regulations, to pass laws, to pass anything. When you have an entire society against that. And when you have a society that's all one and all together on most issues. And you're going to go to them and say, uh, hey, uh, by the way, we're going to take 20% more of your income. You know, like I said earlier uh, in earlier uh, this year, I didn't condone and I still don't condone what happened on January 6th. But I think that was a, but I think it was a very valuable thing for the government to realize and reminded them that them fuckers don't own this country. That if you piss the American people off enough, shit's going to go down. And hopefully that was somewhat of a wake, wake up call to them. Well, I mean, maybe. Who knows? You know, it, it could be. Uh, I also think it was kind of blown out of proportion when you look at what actually happened. And there were some videos released from 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 inside. Or yeah, you got some jackass who put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Well, you also you, you also guy they're saying yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you also had uh, you also had the video of the uh, the uh, law enforcement people like waving, "Come on, let's come on in, let's go." Oh no, that's conspiracy theory. Uh, uh, hold on, you you have uh, some bad. There's a little yes. bit of 
feedback. I'm feedback. I'm rookie, man. Well, and I think the video uh, evidence showing like like police officers motioning for Antifa riders to come on in. I look at it like you can't make this this shit up, and but but the media wants to double down and triple down on stupid saying that that the vid- video evidence is a lie, and then the and then the one female, you know Ashley Babbitt who was shot shot and killed by a black officer, but the black officer he's he's getting a slap on the wrist. But if you look at you know like Derek Chauvin who um you know murdered George Floyd a year ago um and. It's like we see this big racial double standard, and and you wonder whatever happened to equal justice and equal application of our laws. Like, like why aren't why isn't this police officer that killed Ashley Babbitt, you know, you know, be, be having charges brought on against him because, and any and and the question of what was was his actions justified, even though, granted, she was at the wrong place at the wrong time, and we don't and like James said, we don't condone. The, the events that happened there. No, no, we don't. We don't whatsoever. Uh, we're going to uh, take a, a short little time out. We'll be right back after this. I, I want to ask, actually, when we come back from the break, uh, RD, I want to ask you a question. And then I do have another story uh, based on flags that uh, I just came across. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Slightly Serious Show on a Wednesday. Enjoying yourselves? Then please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and many of the other social media platforms, including Twitter at Slightly Serious, Instagram, and Facebook. Our podcasts are also available to download on many different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and many more. To answer your question, Mary, I am not sure if they did or not. There was speculation of that, but I don't know 100% uh, on that. I don't know if that feedback is me or is that somebody on the show or what is going on? That's horrendous. Anyways, RD, I did want to ask you this. And I kind of uh, led to this uh, yesterday. So you know how it's totally 100% okay with society that we ha- there's recently a school that is basically having a, an event for students in their school. Uh, all students, as long as they are not white, are allowed to attend. So if you're white, you're not allowed to come to this. Any other minority, totally p- perfect, totally okay. So I've been thinking about things. And, you know, apparently these people feel that it is 100% okay to act like this. So in my mind, and tell me if I'm wrong, to, you know, people are going to say, oh, you're just being fucking racist, whatever. But you know what? Maybe sometimes the only way to show people how wrong they are is to do the, to the exact fucking same thing back to them. So maybe that same school, somebody in that school system, obviously it would probably need to be a white person. Maybe they should hold a, an event for students that are only white. And we'll see how that goes. Give them a taste, a little, a little taste of their own fucking medicine. You think down in a heartbeat? Oh no! That how how can you do that? That's not right. Why would you shut that? Why would you shut that down, RD? Let's. I don't think you understand this. As a white person, you are uh, you are very racist. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Just like they're very racist for not allowing white people, right? Hey, slightly. Yes. 
Honeybee and I have a friend who's a school teacher at a high school. Oh. They had Black Lives Matter t-shirt, and they had American, I'm trying to think what the other one was, might have been a Trump t-shirt, different students, same day. Guess what two groups got sent home to change and what group got to stay in their shirts at school? No. I am, I'm shit you not. I would pull my fucking kid out of that school like, like that. Yep. Now, now this goes back to the beginning of the whole BLM movement. So it's been a little while, but still, at any point in time, that should not have been the thing to do. It shouldn't. But, I, and, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I got a little, uh, you know, I know how you feel, ID, uh, even though you're kind of uh, joking around about back towards me. But I'm being very serious. Sometimes you got to just put it out there and lay it on the line and, you know, basically put it in their face and say, well, fuck you. You're, you're doing this. Here's the equal treatment right back at you. How you feel about that? Was that wrong? Is that wrong? Am I, am I, is that out of line? No. I mean, some, sometimes the only way you're going to realize it is when you have it thrown back at you. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, when it's thrown back at them, uh, you know, at the organizers of such events and they are immediately go right to, Oh, that's racism. Or that's racist. Or they want to play the victim. They go crying to the uh, playground supervisor. And when I was in school, that would be the kid that got a little towel pop or something in the locker room to show him, hey, that's not going to happen again. (laughs) Right. So I'm waiting for the day. I hope, I really do. I sincerely, and, you know, if you want to, you know, people listening to the show for the first time think I'm racist, you can say whatever the hell you want. But at the end of the day, if society continues to allow, for any of this type of shit to occur, I don't care what race it is. It could have been an event and they only invited black people or in, only invited Hispanics. Fuck that. You don't do you don't do that. Not especially at a publicly funded school. Yep. You in you you unite, you have everybody, you incorporate the entire student body. And if you're I mean, going to bail out America's farmers, you bail out America's farmers. All of America, all American farmers that are here legally. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, everything's gone way backwards. Segregation is now uh, no longer racist. Actually, the Babylon Bee did a hilarious cartoon about that. They had these uh, clan members. They're getting racism is back in style. We're going to get together and all the stuff that they, they want to do that's racist is. Now, not racist anymore, and all the stuff that, that it's only racist if you're white. Yeah, yeah. What if you don't identify as like, white oh, slightly? Is it still racist? <laughs> racist, and now that's like that's what we want to do to be anti-racist. If I identify as uh, not white, hmm, I don't know. I don't know how they'll feel about that. I, I told you that I was going to, uh, you know, go up to Oakland. And I was going to tell them that I identify as a black female, so I could uh, I could apply for the universal basic income. See how that goes for me. I mean, uh, just even that, make even having to say that that makes me cringe. How do you base giving away my taxpayer dollars based on race? What makes you think it's your dollar? Someone you okay. We it? we have to end uh, end uh, something because. Artie, do you mind trying to call back really quickly? Because there's a lot of... Um, 
And here's also another novel idea yeah. slightly if you decided to go up to Oakland to participate in that. If they ask what your first name is, your first name is Blarfengar. And if they ask what your last name is, Blarfengar. And it's spelled Lee Smith. Oh my gosh. <laughs> By the Saturday Night Live sketch with Betty White and the Census Taker. Her name was Blarfengar. Blarfengar spelled Lee Smith. Oh my gosh. It's slightly, you talked about them taking your money. Have you looked on the dollar? It doesn't say something about Federal Reserve or property of Federal Reserve. Maybe it doesn't say property of. Oh, I, I haven't I haven't looked at it lately. I haven't had a dollar to look at lately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm You know what? I'm surprised they haven't done away with that because it still has the word God printed on it. Well, let me ask you, how long do you think it's going to be before you see one of these tear-jerking commercials about for nineteen ninety nine a month, you can support one of these children coming over our southern borders. Oh, parent, you know it's coming. I'm oh, no, hurt. Come on. No, the commercial that I'm expecting to see is, you know what? Instead of the federal government spending hundreds of millions of dollars, about sixty million, you know, about a month ago, it's probably up to a hundred million a week now that they're spending on the migrant children in resorts and convention centers and all across our country. Um, like I said, and I'll continue to present the idea. You can send one or two over to my house, pay me, you know, 10, 20 G's a month. I'll take care of the kid. I think that's fair. <laughs> I could use the income, but then again, they'll probably recoup half of it when they uh, increase our taxes. So, uh, but no, it's, um, you're probably right, and that's a very sad situation. I don't even want to think about that. Um, and we'd like to welcome new D Live follower Hippie Six Oh Five. Oh, we got a oh, we have a. Did you say we have a hippie over on D Live? Hippie Six Oh Five is the username. Cool dude. Oh man, welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, uh, where are you? If you're in, uh, if you don't mind chatting, putting it in chat. Where are you uh, listening uh, to us live from? I don't think we've ever had a listener named Hippie. Although I yep. think I, I have an idea why we probably don't have too many hippies listen to our show as well. It might be Tommy Chong and an alias. Oh, yeah. It could be. You never know. Oh, my. Right. There's a sound for that. Oh, <laughs> my. Anyways, uh, yesterday, uh, Pert, uh, Jess Doc, I'm sorry to report she did not do you good. She really? Got, like one right answer. Yes. I know. Wah, wah, wah. I think our Things winner at trivia last it? night was Sermenti. Yeah, Sermenti, he won. He 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 blew he blew the competition away. Mary what's that? I was gonna I, I might I might take it easy a little bit and just sit back and see if anybody gets close to my record, then I'll have to come back in. Yeah, that was you it's did always what, fun, though. You did five weeks in a row, you're a yeah. I, th you're I think Lady Me had to walk away disappointed. Yeah. She, oh, my Who's God. Trouble? Um, Artie, she's always having trouble. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but no. yeah, her keyboard was sticking, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh um, when it came to the Julia Roberts question of who she married in 1993, um, she just Lyle. couldn't think of Lyle Love, it, of course, like like yeah. you're about to say. But one thing me and her and slightly agree on is he he was a, he, he is one uh, ugly looking guy. Oh god! Even my yeah, grandmother was... Pat couldn't could 
couldn't stand him. That was one wild matchup, wasn't it, Eric? Oh my gosh! Yeah, last <laughs> night the the, the uh, scoreboard read Sarmenti had got nine correct answers, and I was just joking, Jess. You did get more than one right. You got four right. Uh, she, uh, me actually got five right, and then uh, Jess with four. I actually got two, and then uh, Cali girl. BP and RD got uh, participation trophies with one. I fun. didn't know we gave away participation trophies. I thought we had that talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I didn't think you were around, so I gave them out. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have anybody to check you. That's what it was. Yeah, no, it was okay. So when Pert, when Pert's not around, we give away participation trophies. <laughs> yeah, especially especially if it, if Lady Me gets you know gets it. I mean, she expects that. <laughs> It'd be be nice if everybody got participation rewards. You know you. Come to the well, end of the year I and your think, boss says, um, hey, your sales sucked, but we're still going to give you a big bonus. Right? <laughs> I think me is probably using this Las Vegas trip to compensate for her trivia loss. Right, Slightly? Yeah, she'll recoup her losses in trivia in Las Vegas. She always wins. I don't know how she does it, to be honest with you. And, and she's probably taking some of her too. friends with her, too. You know, I'm, I'm starting to think, you know, because I used to work in the casinos, in the casino industry for over 13 years. And you know how, you know, if, if you've ever walked into a casino and you're like walking by the tables and many times you'll go uh, near tables, maybe, you know, more so like a high limit table. And you see uh, someone with like thousands of dollars worth of chips. Right. And you're, you automatically think, wow, he's doing really good. <laughs> Trust me, folks, that is usually not the case. <laughs> oh, we, Honeybee and I went on a cruise shortly after we met, and there was a guy at the uh, the roulette table, and he hit like three times in a row, and everybody goes, whoa, and I forgot the exact number, but he was like, oh, don't don't think, whoa, I'm still like 5,000 down. <laughs> like, oh, my God. On a cruise? How are you that much down? But... It's e it's it's easy, trust me. I, I like I said, I've seen it. Uh you know, I've seen someone lose forty forty thousand in two hours. Oh my god. Yeah, and they are not happy people. Trust me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they, 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 they really made a bad investment there. Oh yeah, that's it's you know, um you know, people they uh, most most of the people that uh gamble like that. What? Um they they like to draw on their lines of credit at the casino. Uh, they you know get markers and stuff. Uh, there is this one guy. Uh, obviously, he has to remain remain nameless, but he he would never play tables, right? He would always play slot machines, and he would, you know on average every push of the button it's like a hundred to two hundred bucks. And you can imagine how much money you cycle through in an hour when you're pushing a button. Oh my god! Yeah, but amazingly. You know, because I at the time I had access to all his records and stuff like that because he uses a player's card and all that. You can track what they win and what they lose on every machine. And it's amazing. He actually did quite well over his period of time. And he's he, he in fact, probably still plays there. But, uh, you know, him him winning or losing twenty to forty thousand dollars in a day is nothing to him, though. But see, that's. It's all relative. And, I, you know, I've talked a, a little bit about that previously as far as, you know, Someone who has an income of, I don't know, $50,000, uh, them going out for an evening uh, and spending 100 bucks is a big deal to them. Or it could be. But slightly, I want to back up a little bit. The person you saw lose 40 grand on the tables? Yes. You know an icebreaker. You just look at him and you say, hey, buddy, I bet it took longer to count that. You know what the shit of it is, though, honestly, uh, when you play, when someone is playing that, uh, 
that level uh, of money. And, you know, the people that work at the casino like cringe because there's a lot of paperwork. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, because anything, no matter what, anything over like 1100 bucks that he hits on a single spin, he gets mm-hmm. taxed on. You have to draw up the paperwork oh, and have him find it before you pay him. So it's like, I would say on average, he would need like 15 paperworks per hour. Well, you can tell I've never had the luxury of knowing that you had to fill out paperwork getting paid that much. I've yeah. never, never won yeah. that much. Well, you know, the reason is, is Uncle Sam wants his portion. He wants his cut on winnings. Yeah. So, you know, they take it any way they can get it. They got to give it to the uh, illegals. Yeah. <laughs> Make payable to the order of whoever. Yeah, well, let's let, yeah, we'll exclude names. Uh, no, we'll, we'll just send them a blank check, in other words. There you go. But leave the name blank. And maybe. And, and leave the amount blank, too. So they can. So they could basically, um, you know, just break the bank. In other words, yeah, leave leave all all blank checks uh, for. Like Eric's looking at the only the only thing you need to put on there is the date and the signature. Right, exactly. <laughs> It'd be nice if they misspelled the name and put it in my name once in a while, but that never happens. Did I tell you guys the uh, the pain in the ass I'm I'm experiencing with the SBA right now? No, I've, I've heard you. I remember you talking about it a few weeks ago. So last year, uh, at the beginning of this pandemic, uh, the SBA, <laughs> the SBA was giving businesses EIDL emergency uh, grants. So basically, money uh, you did not have to pay back. And so at first, they had said uh, you're eligible for up to ten thousand dollars. And later on, uh, weeks following that, they said, okay, well, we're going to give you a thousand dollars per employee that you have. So, you know, we went ahead and did that. And uh, apparently back in February, the SBA sent out follow-up emails for what they called emergency EIDL. I forget what it's exactly called. But basically, if you receive $3,000, they are now saying that you have a certain amount of time between now and God only knows what that you could receive the other 7,000 of that $10,000 as long as you're, you meet certain requirements. One of them is that your business is in a low income type area and a couple of other stipulations. So my business partner let me know that she got the email for one of our businesses. I'm like, well, where the hell is mine? And uh, this was, <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking. Funny guy. <laughs> And so I'm, I'm, uh, I get an email last week from the SBA, and I'm thinking, oh, great, it's finally here. Oh, no. The email that I received was, uh, we haven't heard uh, back from you uh, based on uh, our previous email that you need to click the link in to apply for the rest of your money. Convenient. Well, you know what's even more convenient? It's getting in touch with these bastards. You can call the line that they give you, and all it is is a recorded message. You can't talk to nobody. I've sent emails out to them. No response. And uh, I'm like, I'm thinking, you know what? They'll probably, res- they'll probably start picking up the phone after the expiration date. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, you missed the opportunity. Thanks yeah. for playing. Thank you for holding. Your wait time is longer than the expiration. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, my God. You got to love this country, folks. You really do. If you don't, uh, why suffer through the <laughs> why suffer through all the pain and agony? Last story of the night before we head on out of here. Um, this is uh, 30 minutes ago, published by Fox News. Progressive Oregon school board members push plan to fly the BLM and pride flags along Old Glory. <laughs> like the two go hand in hand. Right. Oh, oh! don't they ever, uh, especially if you're black and gay, I guess. <laughs> the Oregon School Board tabled, tabled a vote on the bl- flying Black Lives Matter progressive pride and POW MIA flags alongside Old Glory, its facilities and within each classroom earlier this month after a fury of meeting that saw young progressive members clash with the rest of the board. Board member Robin Stowers berated members who wanted to send the proposal to the Oregon School Board's Association for Legal Review, although they eventually prevailed. Quote, you're creating a roadblock in a racist system that does not reaffirm our students' diversity, she said. Black Lives Matter, our progressive pride flag, these are our students' identities. Really? I got an idea. Every time one of those people are killed in their community, they can fly that flag at half staff and then they'll see, uh, you know, how often it occurs. <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> wow. That's a hell of a topic right there. That would be interesting. Um, but, he, but he, and he, here, here's the, here's the, here's the, uh, here's the scoop folks. This lady, Robin Stowers saying that people are creating roadblocks in a racist system. And also saying that, those flags, the Black Lives Matter flag and the pride flag. Those are the, their students' identities. So apparently everybody in fucking Oregon that goes to school is either gay or black. That's, how, that's what I get out of it. Well, you got a lot of people whose identity in the South is a Confederate flag. And guess what? They've outlawed they that their they can. Right? Exactly. But doesn't that quote, I mean, am I interpreting that wrong? I'll read it again. Black Lives Matter. Our progressive pride flags, these are our students' identities. Doesn't that mean? should be an American. Well, I agree with you there. American. American. But that statement that I just read, doesn't that translate into, well, apparently every student there identifies as black or gay? You could. Oh, wait, wait, I, 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 I'm sorry. Either black Gay, bi, bisexual, and every other alphabetical letter. You could interpret it that way. Oh, you mean there's other ways to interpret it? Yeah, like whoever had the idea is nuts. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So there you have it. Uh, That's, you know, but then again, that's up in Oregon. That's where all the yahoos that are sleeping on streets and, uh, you know, don't care about police and you know, wanted to fund police up in Portland, right? Was it Portland or Seattle that on the one year anniversary of George Floyd decided to go down and riot even more and break windows and they had to declare a riot? It was one of those two cities. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure on that, but it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me. That's, uh, that's how great I, I would say their critical thinking is, but <laughs> hey, it's the anniversary. Let's go burn, loot, build, yeah, food, let's uh, bonfire. And uh, we'll raise our flags. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's just like sick. a bunch it's of It is. It is. That's such is our society today. It's sad. It really is. RD, are you still with us? I see him on the call. Hey, um, I, I, I do. Yeah, oh, there you are. 
There he is. I've got to get out of this. <laughs> what part are you located in, RD? Where are you located? Are you in I'm, Oregon? I'm actually in Canada. Canada. Okay. Canada. RD Brandon lives in Canada and a few other we friends would, do. We would come see RD, but we're not allowed in Canada, evidently, according to your uh, prime minister. Yeah, we, we don't have COVID vaccines. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't get me started on that, idiot. <laughs> get on a soapbox. That's what this is for. Come on. That's why we come on here, RD. We, 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 tell, we, we tell it how it oh, is. Oh, man. Feel. I mean, this guy literally said the budget would balance itself. He ran on that. And uh, they, and that, uh, they, that and his predecessor was racist. <laughs> and everybody drank the Kool Aid, didn't they? Oh, wait, that's racist too, I think. Uh, Kool Aid is Kool Aid racist? I probably, well, it depends on what flavor you got. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't mention the flavor. <laughs> Don't mention flavors. We oh, are I'm not touching that one with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> Well, if you, uh, never mind. I'm, I was going to say something about a ten foot pole, but that might be considered racist too. Um, <laughs> That's how you're going to fly, think, fly your BLM flag, flag, isn't it? Slightly. <laughs> yeah, on a ten foot pole. Yeah, exactly. Rd, uh, before we get out of here, just uh, your take on on that uh, quote because it's really bothering me how this lady is saying that creating that they were creating this roadblock in a racist system and that their students at their schools in Oregon that their black lives matter and our progressive pride flag those two things are their I students identities what do you okay. think about that So she's she's saying that all of their students either identify with the LGBTQ LMNOP movement or with the admittedly uh, proudly Marxist BLM. I got right. a hard time with that one. Yeah, I do too. I'm telling you, folks, if you're not involved in uh, your local politics and your local school boards, your hell and anything and everything as far as relating to offices, whether it be school boards, city councils, your, your state and local governments, you need to get involved. And uh, before we get out of here, one last thing I want to remind each and every one of you and encourage you guys to reach out to your local congressman and let them know how you feel about our taxpayer dollars continuing to go to illegal immigrants that are in, coming into this country every single day. Otherwise, if you're not opposed to it, by all means, just let them in your own fucking house. Anyways, I digress. I hope everyone had a great time tonight. I appreciate everyone joining us uh, for another fantastic show. Producer Eric, do you have anything uh, What's coming up? Well, I know um, I'm thinking Trisoc is st still on right now, and then and I'm sure you'll have other podcast friends coming on later. And I think Torch is also on too. Um, hopefully, Raffle surprises in the morning. Freedom Warrior should be doing his Freedom Fighter po podcast, and then chit chat with the old man at 10 a.m. Eastern. And then don't know if John Devito will do a show after the old man show tomorrow or 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 Friday, but definitely be on the lookout for him. And and then the Dark Bear will do his Dark Woods podcast and. And I know C Cummings was on brief briefly for just a few minutes tonight, but don't know if he'll 
try again tomorrow or Friday. Um, and then definitely be on lookout for us again t- tomorrow night, same time as usual for our Thursday edition. And, uh, and, and as well as people like Lady Me, if, if she does some impromptu shows during her Las Vegas trip and Pink Squirrel and Laura and Milk Dog and, and a f- few more great friends. Lady B might be too busy uh, playing at the tables, but who knows? Stay tuned. We'll find out. And uh, one last thing that I wanted to point out. I know the story that we wanted to go over uh, tonight, unable, unfortunately unable to do any type of uh, video monitoring and stuff like that for our video crowd. But tomorrow night, we'll have a, a special little thing for our good friend Honeybee as she continues to recover. It's great to see you in the chat over on the DLive. Make sure you guys follow us over on DLive. In addition, if you like, you can always download the Podbean app. You could always call in live or obviously other ways of calling in by calling the studio line. But uh, we look forward to seeing you guys back here tomorrow night. I hope everyone has a very pleasant evening. And I guess we'll see, see you all manana. Have a good night. Good night. Love you and God bless you, everybody. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you and I love your show. <laughs>